dang guys welcome to the yanagita podcast show episode 34 dang it's crazy it's already 34 episodes dodi i'm with dodi today the guy who's behind the scenes making sure all this happens so um we wanted to do some questions from from yours i mean from yours from you guys to us so thank you guys for asking the question and dodi where can they reach out and send us questions Oh, you can uh, reach out at us at Yanagita Fitness or Yana, uh, at Justin Yanagita on Instagram all the time. Not sure about the other socials, but I'm sure it's going to get down in the description. Perfect. So, yeah, leave your questions. Find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Justin Yanagita. All right. What's the first question? So, the first question would be... Um, what are your top three tips for someone starting out on their fitness and health journey? So this is a good question. So, I mean, there's so many things that we can talk about, especially for somebody starting out on their health and fitness journey. <clears throat> so my top three tips for someone starting out or just getting back into the fitness journey would be number one, eat earth-grown food. Basically food-grown or raised from the earth. <laughs> I mean, it sounds pretty simple, but it's like vegetables, right? Fruits, beans, nuts, fish, chicken, etc. right? Real, real, real simple. And I mean, that's just the base of, you talk to anybody, they keep it simple. Yeah. Minimizing the amount of science lab foods, which is basically foods that have a bunch of ingredients that we can't even pronounce. I mean, think about think about the back of uh, Pop Tarts or Oreos, like all those super long words. Like I don't even know what they mean. You know what I mean? Like it, I, I don't even know. So keep it simple. You know, keep it real simple. Just go to your local farmers market, pick up a pound of vegetables. You know, whatever you like. If you like a pound of spinach, if you like a pound of whatever is in season, support your local farmers. <clears throat> now. Pretty much at that point, if you want to support your local fishermen and hunters, that's cool too, right? You know, the people that I know that fish and hunt, hunt especially, they are one shot, one kill because they want to make it as humane as possible, right? Yeah. They don't want the animal to suffer. They, like, they don't even want them to, the animal to know that it was there, yeah. right? So same with fishing. It has to be real quick, very humane with the fishing. And so, with that said, I mean, if you just do those things, farmer's market, and get your protein from your local hunters or fishermen, yeah. I mean, you're already kind of like living off the land, you know? And that's pretty healthy, in my opinion, without even counting macros and calories and all that complicated stuff, especially if you're just starting out. So, that would probably be number one, is nutrition. Because anybody, right? Yeah. Anybody and everybody can make the easy decision. Well, I should I shouldn't say that. Simple, not easy. Decision what to put in their body for fuel. Right? Because if you think about it, no one is grabbing our hand and being like, Whoa, I gotta eat this. Yeah. Nobody's forcing us to eat a cheeseburger. It's all us. It's all us. And we can blame our friends for saying, hey, wait, let's go to eat McDee's or let's go get some plate lunch or we can blame 
others. We can blame the circumstances. We can blame, blame, blame. But ultimately, it's on us. Yep. So that would be tip number one. The nutrition. Just pretty much eating very simple. Tip number two would be to get some sort of daily exercise. I mean, even better, if you guys are watching or listening, just pause this. Do some jumping jacks right now. Get some. Go, 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 go. <laughs> or even better, do some burpees. Get some burpees. Yeah, that's the trainer side of me coming out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe I'm not kidding. But <laughs> go outdoor and go walk your dog. You know, take your dog for a walk. Go out in nature. Hike, right? What do you like to do, Dodi? Um, I usually like to go like 20-minute runs, 20-minute jogs, See? not runs. You know? There you go. That's perfect. So you guys can go for a jog outside your block. You know, if you're someone like me, I like the ocean. And picking up a board activity, whether that's paddle boarding, surfing, canoeing, whatever it is, something is always better than nothing. Facts. And so now for those of you listening, if you're past that initial stage where you're already doing something, then I would recommend some sort of resistance training. And, and don't get too crazy about it. It can be as simple as some dumbbells, some kettlebells, some calisthenics, body weight training to build and maintain your muscle mass. Super important. Now, if you want to take it to the next level, I would recommend a workout with a partner or a group of people who share similar goals. Okay, And the main reason why, the main, main reason why, of course, we want to say, yeah, just discipline and just, just do it day in and day. Of course, of course. But seriously, there are going to be days where, and sometimes even weeks in a row, where you feel like you're in a plateau. When we're in a plateau, that's when the thoughts start coming in. Yeah. Am I just working out for nothing? Am I doing it? Am I, what am I even doing? I feel like I'm wasting my time. You know, and... And if you have a partner who has similar goals, right? Maybe they can look at the program and say, hey man, we gotta change up the resistance. Or, hey man, maybe we gotta change up, use kettlebells instead. And all, of course, best of all, join a group fitness workout, a functional fitness. Quick promo, Yanagita Fitness. So, um, in all seriousness, uh, it's important to have somebody because, like I was just saying, sometimes it gets difficult. Like, how often, Dodi, would you be willing to run and do push-ups and do the same amount of workout that you do here on your own? Not going to lie. I mean, like, I'd be able to, but, like, I probably wouldn't have the motivation. Like, I won't have anyone to push me there. Like, be like, yeah, Dodi, come on. Just, just keep going at it, you know. I'd probably just do it, and then, you know, after, like, a five, few minutes, I'll be like, hmm, it's not as fun. It's not, like too motivational it's not gonna be yeah exactly and there's nothing wrong with that guys for people listening and if you're thinking in your head and your ego screaming well no i would just do it myself i would just work out on my own well good for you the best athletes in the world professional and olympic athletes all have what do they have in common they all have a coach or multiple coaches right because sometimes we cannot see ourselves objectively right 
because we get emotional, so we're not rational sometimes. Yeah. Like, well, I, I'm not really feeling it, so I'm not gonna run today. I'm not really feeling it, so I'm not gonna do the push-ups, right? Versus you go to a personal trainer, a group setting, or you work out with your partners or your buddy, and it's like, hey man, let's get it on. You ready to do some push-ups? Uh, okay, let's do it, I guess, right? I mean, and it happens. So having people that you can rely on that have similar goals is super important for the longevity of fitness. Because I'm not talking about doing something hardcore on your own for 90 days or even six months or a year, right? What we're talking about is fighting sickness or fitness for life, right? And for a life thing, not only is it more effective in studies, but it's just more fun. If you have more fun, you're more likely going to do it consistently for the long term. So that's tip number two, a group. And just do some sort of exercise. This is a hard one, guys. Tip number three, there was a bunch of different stuff, but keeping it super simple for beginners and people that haven't worked out in a while or you're getting back into the workout, it's to drink water. Agua, mizu, drink water. I mean, most of us are just, I mean, it's scientifically proven. Most of us are walking around dehydrated, right? And a slight dehydration can lower our cognitive performance. I can't remember the exact number. For all science guys out there, leave in the comments. can't remember the exact number, but a slight dehydration can massively lower our performance, our cognitive thinking abilities, and everything. So just drink a lot of water. And a basic rule of thumb is drink half of our body weight in ounces of water. So if I weigh 200 pounds, that's about 100 ounces of water, which is basically 12 to 13 cups of water every single day. So, but to keep it simple, it's basically about two to three of these hydro flasks every day. That's basically it. And speaking of water, let me get some water now. I'm like dehydrated over here. If you guys are not driving, if you guys are sitting at home, take a sip of water. It's good for us. <laughs> yeah. So water would be tip number three. And so with that said, guys, for somebody just starting out in their health and fitness journey, number one, vegetables, fruits, proteins, keeping it super simple, right? Farmer's market, your local hunters and fishers and all that good stuff. Tip number two, exercise daily. Do anything right anything number three drink a lot of water drink a lot of water keep it simple don't stress too much about oh i only drank 90 ounces of water so i'm a fit no 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 just just drink water just keep drinking and especially when you're just getting started don't get complicated right what they call the old school analysis paralysis don't let that happen do the simple things and the simple things will take care of your health. Boom. So, what's the uh, what's the next question that we had, Billy? Um. Wait, let me look for it. So we got um something uh, from what one of our viewers asked. 
Hey Justin, I remember you back from high school, and no offense, but you were a quiet, shy guy who was barely passing classes that we had together. Now you are a source of inspiration to myself and others that it doesn't matter where we start. I want to know what has helped you do and become who you are now. Hmm. Well, first off, no offense, Dagan, because that's 100% true. I was quiet and shy and barely passing my classes. I barely graduated, though. So you're way ahead of me because you're what senior right now yeah and you have what five four more months until graduation yeah four. you have a pretty good gpa right yeah pretty decent. yeah yeah not 1.9 like me yeah nah. okay okay so you're better off than me so basically yeah what he said is 100 percent true and you know the whole inspiration thing that's that's awesome i don't see myself that way i'm just a normal person right i'm just a normal guy just uh son of an immigrant uh, you know just want to help people that's it i'm just a normal guy and so that's awesome so i appreciate that and i like how you said no offense part <laughs> so um it is true because i was that low confidence shy guy that was target practice for bullies right i get shoved down the stairs i get beat up on the on the hallway like i, I would just get just not only verbally but physically on multiple occasions i remember people would hold me one arm each, one guy each arm, and just one guy just blasting me in the gut, bleeding, go to the health office because I was scared of them because they're the popular kids and they're connected and their daddies and all that are, you know, they're well-known people. And so yeah. I just didn't say anything that I told the health nurse I fell down. And she would just be like, you did not fall down. You would not have blood coming out of your mouth. <laughs> cool. And... You know, it is what it is, and I forgive them, and I bless, and I love them now, so it's all good. But anyway, what changed for me was probably at that age, 15 or 16, I just had enough of it. Honestly, though, there was that point where I was just like, dude, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I am sick and tired of being bullied every single day living in fear. Okay, like, I would hide in the bathrooms. I was that kid. They didn't want to go to lunch, didn't want to be seen. I would go in the bathroom, stand on the bathroom seat, and just sit there for 40 minutes. Okay, so put things in perspective, right? So sick and tired of being sick and tired. One day I was in Japan, and there was an MMA fight on TV, mixed martial arts. I can't remember that. This is like 2007, 8, something like that. So, but basically, it was a Pride Fighting Championship. If you guys remember Pride FC, that was awesome. That was like the mecca of Japanese MMA. Along the same time, the UFC was like blowing up. Anyway, it was a guy named Kazushi Sakuraba. I believe he knocked out Ken Shamrock. I believe it was a knockout. But, but the thing that really did it for me was Sakuraba, the Japanese guy, was smaller than Ken Shamrock and it was very noticeable Ken Shamrock was jacked uh, a, a jacked wrestler and Sakuraba I mean he, you know he looks like a normal guy that works out but not jacked or anything like that and when he beat him and I just saw like how it was possible for a little guy to beat a big guy I was like I gotta learn that and I told my parents that day I'm gonna learn boxing they're like, what are you talking about? I'm going to learn boxing. Why? No, you don't need a fight. Like, no. 
just focus on your study, you know, the usual, right? Yeah. And I was like, no, I got to learn how to fight because I need to learn how to defend myself at the bare minimum. And so <clears throat> fast forward, I think it was 15, yeah, 15 years old or so. My friend Ramon, if you're listening to this, thank you again for doing this, man. Sign me up for the Wailuku Boxing Club. This is at uh, peak performance at Alamaha Street with Coach Jeff. Man, there were some killers there. And so, long story short, I ended up learning and training jiu-jitsu because there was one day where people were just like grappling on the mats and in the, the, the cage. And I was like, what, what are these guys doing? They're like choking each other. Yeah. It's so fascinating. What, what is that? And then I saw one of my friends, Greg Wan. He was just grappling and he was a small guy choking out bigger guys. And I was just like, what just happened? He just tapped out a bigger guy. And I got so intrigued. I was like, what, what is that? And he said, well, it's just called jujitsu. And, you know, we train here. I said, wow, I got to learn this one day. But anyway, fast forward, and I started learning jiu-jitsu, and then I took up wrestling in my senior year. So, with that, I was getting a little bit more skilled, but I still wasn't confident yet. And so, during my wrestling season, one of the more experienced guys. His name was Robin. He's good friends now. He's one of the guys that always pick on me and stuff. But we're cool now. Actually, he comes to work. He used to come work out here. Which is pretty cool. Full circle, right? Anyway. So he's one of the most uh, experienced guys there. So, of course, he has that reputation of, you know, we're going we're gonna to introduce that new guy. Because I was a new guy. Coming in as my senior, my first year. Yeah. What's up, man? Who do you think you are coming in? You know, that, that usual high school talk nonsense. Yeah. And so basically, he's just like, hey, man, let me test myself. And he just came at me. He, the only thing I remember, I don't remember the middle part, but I remember the beginning and the end. So he double leg takedown, right? He just d- took me down, boom, I fall on my back. We start scrambling, we start fighting for head control, wrist control. So he double leg takedown, basically when we're both standing up, he shoots in, he grabs right behind my knees, by my hip, picks me up and just slams me down. So quickly, I'm scrambling. I'm like, you know, all I know is like basic stuff. I'm still white belt at the time, shrimping, moving around, got my hips out. Got this position called guard back. I don't remember exactly what happened, but after that, within like 30 seconds, I just threw my legs up. Boom. Triangle choke. And I just, I don't remember what happened. I just remember, I was like, oh, triangle choke, squeeze. And I just kept squeezing and squeezing and squeezing. And then, of course, he was like, okay, give up, give up, give up. And, you know, just, and I let go. I said, cool. We both got back up. Everybody just looked at each other in the wrestling room. The whole team was like, what the hell just happened? Who is this guy, this new guy? And so, and he was all embarrassed, right? Rob was like, oh, that was just a fluke. That was a fluke. I shouldn't have charged in so much. And ah, I was being reckless. Warm up is done. Yeah. Okay, got it. And then he just attacked me again. I think he ankle picked me. I don't remember what he did. I, I fell down again. Basically, he took me down and we started scrambling. And I don't know what happened, but I end up getting on his back. I'm on his back. And I slowly sink in the rear naked choke, right? The one yeah. right behind the head. 
And I don't even know if I was doing it correctly because I barely had any training at that time, but I just sunk it in and squeezed as hard as I can. And he gave up or, you know, tapped out. And once we stood up, the coaches came in the room, right? Because they're like, hey, what, the, what is all the commotion? Gather up. We're going to start doing line warm-ups, you know, Coach Panube. And uh, 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 rest in love, Coach Ivy was there too. And so, but before that, like that one minute before he came back, it was just disbelief. People were like, what just happened? And that is the power of jujitsu, right? Combat sports in general. Well, particularly jujitsu because we don't have to physically hurt them, yeah. right? If I had boxed instead, like let's just say if I decided to strike him in the face and punch him as hard as I can, sure, I might stop him. But what does a punch in the face do to the other guy? It actually gets them more ticked off. Yeah. Dude, if, I, if anybody punches you in the face, I mean, you know, you're going to get more pissed off. Like, oh my God, boom. And the consequences are much worse. Right? What if I punch him and he bleeds and all that? I get a lawsuit. I mean, probably not going to happen in Somali, but that can happen. Or even worse, like in the mainland, you hear all the time street fight, somebody punches a guy in the face, the guy hits his head on the floor, slams his head, he dies. You, for self defense, go to jail for 10, 20 years, whatever it is, manslaughter, you know, some sort of second degree, third degree murder, whatever. So, compare that to jiu-jitsu, right? You just tangle the person up, you subdue them on the ground, and you put them in some sort of joint or chokehold, and that's it. And the good thing about it is, it's called the gentle art for a good reason, you know? Because at the end of those two altercations with this guy, like back-to-back, we were able to train wrestling that day. Now, if if I had punched him in the face and you know, want to go that route and possibly knocked him out, send him to concussion, I might have got uh, suspended at the bare minimum and possibly even expelled, right? Yeah. I was already failing school and I, I, I couldn't fully participate in wrestling because I had a 1.9 GPA. And so, I mean, I literally had no privileges. I probably would have got kicked out. So, Jiu-Jitsu not only saved me from depression and all aspects of life but it just helped me in everything it's so hard to explain it led me down the route of working out it led me down the route of learning wrestling it led me down the route of becoming a personal trainer going to florida right being able to muster up courage because courage isn't isn't the absence of fear right dodi courage is facing the fear and jiu-jitsu really helped with that because when you're sparring or rolling you're always having a confrontation with somebody right it's real when someone's attacking you and whether it's in, in a in a training environment but still you feel the guy's pressure someone grabs a hold of you even in practice it's like oh this is actually real <laughs> i gotta move away i gotta get out so without you know, going too crazy into jiu-jitsu, because that could just be a whole podcast itself, is that was something that really helped me out. And so anyway, here are some of the mindsets and tactics that are really beneficial to me. And I'm sure there's a bunch more, but here it is. So the first one 
waking up before the sun. It's a hard one. Yeah. It was hard for me too. Dude, I used to wake up at noon every day. And someone told me, Justin, nobody wakes up at the crack of noon and gets anything, you know, nobody becomes great. Waking up at the crack of noon every day. And I was just like, wow. That's, huh. People would always tell me that. Why are you waking up at noon? You can't even say good morning. It's all good afternoon. As soon as you wake up, good afternoon. It's like, whoa, that's not cool. And not only that, but it's critical to getting things done, in my opinion, and the opinion of a bunch of other people. Because waking up early, I mean, not only you're beating a lot of other people and waking up, but you're beating mother nature. You're beating the sun coming up, dude. You're beating nature. You're beating the birds. The birds start waking up when that sun pops up, right? So you, it's a great feeling waking up before the birds and the animals and the insects. There's something special in that like, moment. You're wide awake, you're alert, and you're able to get things done. And so waking up before the sun. Next one, doing some sort of workout every day. I know we just talked about this, but doing something every single day. Whether it be just, I don't know, maybe you're not feeling 100%, just do 50 burpees, right? Just do something. Just do something. Training, right now it's kind of difficult, but when the COVID thing and everything subsides, training some sort of martial arts slash combat sport because it's real, right? It's real, especially if it's a contact sport like jiu-jitsu wrestling boxing right it's real like you're not faking those chokes or punches it's, it's happening it's none of that oh well if i did this and then if you did that then i would go do this to you it's none of that it's actual it's very practical right it's real so but it also teaches with discipline patience patience humility and just overall respect right we need to bring back that old school traditional martial way uh, what is martial arts anyway martial being war art the art of war it's like having that mindset right of being tactically sound and mentally disciplined and physically tough but not ever having to exert it because your body language your mannerisms and who you are exert that without even doing anything right and so that's why like you don't see any type of like jiu-jitsu guys all brash and going crazy and doing nut stuff you don't see that typically all the guys i train with even all of the people in the mainland and everybody the bruno malfacinis the corbinias the all these guys world champions super humble soft-spoken guy hey my friend come train you know come train my academy i'm like oh very soft not like hey you know you, you know like not, not none of that it's just like hey uh, come train my academy we'll train some jujitsu hey come and i'm like oh, okay oh, great super nice guys and one of the ultimate in my opinion is the next one and getting to where you want to go in anything in friendships relationships career anything is humility Right, because it, it, it's the ability to keep our ego in check. Because without it, what happens? My ego takes over, 
I think my way is the highway. You know, it's, it's either my way or the highway, Donnie. Yeah. You do exactly what I say. You know, like, nobody likes that guy. Nobody wants to be friends with that guy. Nobody wants to work with that guy. Nobody wants to train with that guy. You know? So, keeping the ego under control. Now, I'm not saying to eliminate it because that's not healthy either. You gotta have a balance. You gotta have a balance of being confident and having that sense of pride in what you do. That's important and that's part of ego. But you gotta just keep the ego in line with everything else. So let's just say a video game. It's very simple, Dodi. Yeah. So in a video game, let's just say you have a level uh, seven quality and strength, level five in mental capacity, level four in this, level nine in relationship ability, whatever it is, right? And then let's just say we have a skill for ego, ego control, whatever. Ego control is like, let's just say ego is at nine. If the ego is at nine and everything else is a five or a six, that's when it's a problem, right? Because it's like, I have so much pride in what I do and blah, 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 but then your actual abilities are less than that. That's what that means by just keeping it in check. You're not eliminating it, but you're just keeping it in line with everything else, right? Don't be, you know, no need to be meek and don't, don't, no need to be like, well, I actually don't know anything. I don't know and you don't have to be that crazy for for you know balance because sometimes that's not helpful as well because that sometimes that's considered lying right if someone's like oh, I just I don't know anything you know I don't, I don't know anything I'm just I'm just learning you know you, you can take the humility thing too far it's yeah. just keeping it in check with everything else you don't want your ego to be zero or one when everything else is a seven or eight right because you gotta have pride in what you do right I mean you don't have to but it's good to have Feel proud of what you're creating. Proud of the relationships you're developing. Proud of the family, right? Proud of your heritage, whatever it is. That's great. But just make sure it doesn't go above your actual skills in other areas. So that's what I mean when I say keep your ego in check. And everybody here at the gym probably knows I say that all the time. And so with that said, don't let the ego explode into unchecked emotion listen to other people you know if someone says justin i don't agree with what you just said you know that is just i'm not gonna fight back with my ego and say hey you know what no i'm right because of x y and z that's like fighting fire with fire what do you do in jiu-jitsu dodi you fight fire with what i'd say you just put out the fire like with water water yeah boom exactly you put out the fire you fight fire with fire what happens if you it's tell bigger. me something, right? Let's just say the podcast. It, you're like, hey, Joss, I want to I wanna set up the podcast like this, this, and this. And then I shoot back and say, no, Dodi, that's just ridiculous. I think we should do it exactly like this. Well, how are you going to respond? You well, might, you respond might not, be like, you not feel good. Yeah, I mean, like, probably won't feel good at first, but I just, in the end, it's like, it's not a direct attack towards me. It's just what I'm doing, right? It's not like, hey, it's not like, hey, Dodi, um, how you set up is trash therefore you're trash like I won't take it like that and that's like no one should take it like that yeah. more should be like hey he just criticized something I did maybe there's actually something wrong with it maybe I'm actually in the wrong here I can actually fix it myself I think it's just better that way instead of just going well no you're just dumb yeah nah. and so but imagine that Dodi what sounds better to you like if I tell you like 
you know, my ego gets out of hand and it's like, you know, we place this camera and the, the lights are just, my gosh, like, wh- why did you put it over there? You should have put it on this side. You know, if I did that versus like, hey, Dodie, you know, pretty good setup. And uh, what do you think if we just move the camera just a little bit this way? I'd like what, to see it way better. Of course, right? Yeah. And you're going to respect that person way more. You know, versus like, hey, this is just a dumb layout. What were you even thinking? That's just, you're not going to want to stay with that person long term. As a, as a trainer, as a coach, as a friend, as a brother, as a anything, as a you know, family, whatever. You're not going to want to hang around that person. That's like, you're an idiot. And that's, that's, that's my ego talking. Yeah. Right? If I say, well, this is just dumb. That is ridiculous. This is, if I do that, that's my ego. What, what's the opposite? Oh, okay, it's not about me. Okay, okay, got it, it's not about me. I, I, I wonder why, so Dodi, I'm curious, why did you guys do it this way? Versus, Dodi, this is dumb. Why did you do it that way? I don't even know why you did it that way. This doesn't even make any sense, right? Dodi, I'm curious, well, why did you guys do it this way? Uh, I, I wanna know. And at least that way, it's like, oh, yeah, sure, let me show you why. Yeah. And then if it's effective, it's effective. If it's not effective, sometimes when people are explaining it, they're like, oh, actually, yeah, this might not work, huh? Right? Versus me, like, you know, this is not going to work. Did you even think about this? You, oh, yeah, that's my ego just screaming. Look at me. Listen to me, right? Yeah. Oh, God, nobody likes that guy. And I only know that because I had multiple, I had some great fantastic bosses right but then i had a couple who were just like egomaniacs that i didn't know how to deal with because i was like i was too young i was 18 19 20 so it is what it is but the ego thing is huge right 100 yeah i mean i mean honestly nobody i don't think anybody would stay here if someone's ego if one of the trainer's ego or my ego was like out of hand and was just like you know, making snark remarks because I feel like I'm better than somebody. Well, that's a dumb shirt, you know? <laughs> something, something crazy like that. Like, my gosh, like, it's crazy. So, okay, I'm just beating the dead horse about ego and keeping it in check and humility. Uh, moving on. So, the last thing <laughs> about the mindset and tactic that worked for me is being genuinely kind. Being genuinely kind is a strength. It's not a weakness, right? It's a strength. And then, of course, living with gratitude, being grateful. Because if you think about it, imagine if you're not grateful for who you are, what you have, and who you have in your life right now. If you can't be pres, if you cannot be grateful for the present, I mean, you'll never be grateful no matter what, because it's always that. I think happiness is over there. I think happiness is over there. I think happiness is the grass is greener on the other side. I think happiness is over there. I think happiness is when this happens. I think happiness, you know, it's not true. If we're not, if we cannot be grateful, and I got this from, I can't remember who said this. It's not happy people who are grateful. It's grateful people who are happy, right? Think of our parents, right? They both immigrated here, though, yeah. right? But wouldn't you agree that their your parents are grateful people? Oh, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, dude. What I mean, they probably they probably tell you be grateful, right? Like, yep. 
I mean, grateful for having food, grateful for having shelter. Dude, that's amazing, right? Having the, being grateful for the little things. Like this morning, I was, I was doing my thing in the, in the shower. I'm so happy and grateful for the shower hitting my head. You know, first thing in the morning, I'm like, man, some places in the world, like in Japan, where my grandparents, my parents were raised in this little house, there's no water that runs that early in the morning. Because it was like a, some sort of like village system and it, it just wouldn't happen. And so for us here, we might take it for granted. Like, eh, it's, that's obvious, electricity and water, right? But, but it's a different sense of gratitude to, to be able to live that way. And then also, it gives us perspective. My grandfather would always share stories about World War II and how he got drafted to the war, right? His whole neighborhood got killed. And he was the only boy that came back. He got drafted at 15, 16 years old. Younger than you, Dodi, sent to war to kill people. But thankfully, he was able to cook. So he didn't get shipped out. He did his training. He did his whatever. But then they, they realized he can cook for the troops. So he became a chef. And that's what saved his life. And if it wasn't for that, my dad wouldn't be here. My I wouldn't be here. None of this would be here. Because my grandfather could cook. Think about that. What kind of perspective is that? Imagine if he didn't know how to cook at 16. Like, like, and must have been good cooking because my grandfather became a chef and all that stuff. But at 16 years old, I was playing video games all day, dude. Yeah. My gosh, like, I can't imagine being trained how to shoot and kill and, you know, shoot on sight and all this stuff. And learning how to, like, bayonet people and all this craziness. So, perspective. Perspective. Gratitude. But... With that said, Dodi, I mean, uh, what do you think about this whole thing? I mean, whatever we talked about, what do you think, man? I just think, like, the whole, like, gratitude thing is just straight-up facts. Like, so many little things people, and, like, especially in Maui, I see some entitled people. Not everyone, obviously, and not everyone around my age is going to be super entitled. Like, heck no. Like, I'm just grateful that there's, like, my parents out there, and, like, I'm grateful that I've been born into this family. Of course, oh, it could be way better, but like always, also it could be like way worse. Like, like just take it for what it is. You can't change that. Like, depending on what you believe, like, I can't just die and just be reborn or something like that. Like, I'm just straight up like very happy. I'm very grateful that I've been born into this family, and I may not be like the funniest person. I may not have tons of friends, but for the ones I do have, for like the few friends that I do have, they're just great. I'm grateful for all of them, and I'm just like. I just like to agree with that, like, just be grateful for all the little things, because some people, I think, just aren't grateful for much of the things they have. It's like, they have a car, it may not be the nice, it may not be the newest model, but it's like, hey, your parents cut it for you, instead they want to, oh, I want to, I want to increase my budget, mom, can you please, like, work harder, like, especially when they're with immigrants, but that's a whole other thing about the whole immigrant stuff, but it's just grateful I think that's like I 100% agree with you yeah. and speaking about that man was there anything you want to ask me on air on the podcast <laughs> might help people though Lee what do you want to ask man um I'd like to ask like yeah where did that strong motivation for Yannicky to finish come from oh well cause like I know I started but I just want to know where the mindset came 
the initial came from my grandmother dying from cancer because she was given the wrong medication she was a perfectly healthy 80 something year old woman lived in the farms lived in the countryside doing farmer work every day active eating healthy right well everything i was talking about eating from the land eating farmer food and all that she was living and breathing that seven days a week both my grandparents and one day she had a little ailment on her food i mean not food ailment on her foot and the doctor instead of putting a cream on the foot they gave her a different like pill to take and they kept it they just told her keep taking it for two weeks within two weeks she started feeling ill and what did they find they found cancer in the intestines and it had spread too much and they said she was gonna go and what did the doctors do oh i'm so sorry you know, i'm sorry to your family we we gave you wrong medication we should have gave you the cream instead of the pill and you know i, I was young i was 13 14 and my, my, my dad, I think, took it hard. I was like, man, how could you do that? You just poisoned the healthy person. And all we're getting is a, I'm sorry. Right? And she's going to die. And so, <clears throat> my grandmother would always tell me, you know, treat people really well. Uh, and I guess back in her days, right, in the, fifth, in the 40s and 50s, women weren't treating that well, right? So she would always be like, treat women well and, you know, take care of your mother. Uh, take care of your future wife and I know at 13 14 I'm like what is it what are you talking about grandma I don't know what you're talking about that's like wait but but all of these things and she would say take care of your body take care of your body because you only have one body and that was initially my spark for the fighting sickness and fitness and the whole gym thing and that was pretty much the main thing. And now after that was probably me almost dying, right? From the whole liver thing and, you know, drinking too much, doing the, making the wrong choices and going down that dark path of drugs and other things and just dumb decisions. And I don't regret any of it because without it, I wouldn't have the perspective I have now. And I don't think I would be as grateful and grounded as I was because that kind of stuff it brings you down to the ground yeah. you know it brings you down to the ground addiction and all of these crazy things that I'm not proud of but I'm not scared I'm not going to hide and pretend like it didn't happen right but it grounds us and to never forget that grounding feeling right and that's what I think that's the whole humility thing going back so, because honestly, I just think of myself as just another person, another, another person here on Maui with parents that immigrated here, like many others, that, I mean, there's a lot of people that had it way worse than us, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. way worse. So, I have nothing to complain about, everything to be grateful for. And I think that's the attitude, too. My parents have always beat it in my head. Be grateful. And I was just like, what are you talking about? How can we be grateful? We don't even have food today. How can we be grateful? We live in a little uh, 10 by 10 shack. 
you know, how can you, you know, and as a kid, it's like, man, how, how? And they were like, you know, without getting all spiritual and stuff, they were like, practice your faith, right? Practice your faith. And my parents are Buddhist. We're all Buddhist. And like, practice your faith, you know, train your mind, discipline your thoughts. And I'd just be like, what are you talking about? Of course, as a kid. But now it makes sense, right? Be at peace with yourself. Yeah. Don't run away from anything. And the things that scare you, stand up, be courageous, and run into it. And like stuff like that. I mean, I mean, there's a bunch of other stuff that I just can't think of. But so many micro reasons why to start. And even this is kind of going back now. Even when I wanted to jump off the bridge right behind here, at even what is this Waiahu Bridge, right? The Waiahu Bridge. Before that, the flash happened. And I made a deal with myself as I took my foot off the bridge because I was sick and tired of being bullied and I just felt like I had nowhere to go, no one to talk to. I told myself, if I'm going to live, like my grandfather said in World War II and all those hard times, live to serve. You're, be a samurai. Samu comes from the word serve, right? A warrior that serves because you have to serve something better than you, more than just ourselves, right? You don't, nobody who's self-serving goes anywhere super far. You gotta serve people, serve the community with new products, new services, new something, or better, faster, whatever. You know, help people get healthy, help, you know, whatever it is. And so that's the deal I made with myself. And still to this day, whenever I'm having a hard time, whenever there is moments of doubt and massive fear and just difficult times where we almost got beaten down, I would take my self to the bridge. And I would remember the sensation. I'm getting chicken skin just think, talking about it right now, thinking about it. But I would go there to give myself clarity and perspective, right? Of what we're doing this for. Why are we doing this? And it's to help that person who we might not even get recognized for, it, but we get those calls. You know, your team saved our saved my life from um, extending my life 15 years. You helped me get off of type 2 diabetes medication, all the insulin, the metformin, all that stuff. You helped me do this. You helped me do that. You gave me life back. I can play with my grandkids now. You know, all the little things. And I tell myself, I can't die. I can't quit. And so, I don't know where that comes from but it's also an old Japanese thing right you gotta beat the sword right what, what do you do to build a sword you put it in super hot temperature right uncomfortable hot situation and you beat it you beat the iron impurities what do you do you cool it down you stick it back in the fire hundreds of times you do that and so with that said, I mean, we kind of went off on tangents about the samurai and all that good stuff. If you guys want to know more about that side of the story and the family, 
leave a comment below. I'd be happy to share that. But be of service. Be of service. With that, guys, help somebody out. Share this podcast with somebody. Send this to somebody who you love that maybe doesn't even need this or actually might need something like this. Thank you for listening. Love you. And uh, wishing all the best. See you in the next episode. Fighting sickness with fitness. Done.